That's how winning is done. I get out there and do it. Pulls up, three-pointer. You are looking live. That's my Brent Musburger impersonation. I'm sorry, Brent. I just did you wrong. I did you so wrong. Welcome, everyone, to The Fix. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. We are live in the Prop Swap studios, y'all. A busy Tuesday night. Why does today feel crazier to me than last night? There is so much happening in the world of sports. As I was doing my show prep tonight and earlier today, where, where do I begin? And we're going to get into a ton here on The Fix, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m., a.m. 1490, Sports Betting Radio. You, South Jersey, you're the most important piece to this puzzle, and you can pick up the phone and you can call at any point in the show. 609-601-3290. The phone lines are open. The Tennessee Titans. And remember that whole pandemic thing? It's still happening. And the Tennessee Titans have been impacted by COVID-19. And I say, remember the whole pandemic thing. I don't want to say jokingly, but... It's gone away with its impact on sports. I mean, you remember in the summer when various sports leagues were trying to come back and or were first getting back up and running. It was every day. I remember I was on a different show. It was every day. Well, this player tested positive. Well, this team's facility is shut down. Oh, this team's facility is shut down. That player is shut down. That coach has it. Doug Peterson has it. I mean, the list went on and on. Every day, you didn't know what was going to happen and who you would be reporting on with the updates regarding COVID-19. And now the NBA is heading into the NBA Finals, and, man, I'm excited to preview that series. And I'm going to get all the details, the matchups. I broke this all down for you guys and gals, so you better appreciate me. That's coming up in the second hour. I'm going to give you NBA Finals, MVP, odds, what I like. I'm going to give you the series, futures, odds, in how many games, those odds. And then after I do the big picture breakdown i'm gonna do game one breakdown and picks which is tomorrow night so that's coming up in the second hour john mcmullen at 10 30 the football fix as he does every single night right here at 10 30 nowhere else you can find him there's a crazy story about the legend mattress mac and the bet that he just made more than the $10 parlays that I was making over the weekend, okay? Let's just leave it at that. The MLB postseason underway tonight. And I found a great article. I'm not going to take credit for it. I found a great article 
on the Action Network detailing the value, the projections, and the odds for each game in each series and the odds and the value for each team to advance. So I'm going to get, get into that with a full breakdown so you can have a better understanding of what you want to bet, where you can find value, and how you can potentially prop swap a bet of yours. If you missed any of last night's show, by the way, I just have to say this as we're live in the Prop Swap Studios. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of your podcast platforms. The co-founder turned co-host, Luke Pergande, joined me for his debut Monday night one-hour co-hosting special. And I'm excited to have someone in here with me um, to just talk sports, and we're going to have a prop swap spin on things, recapping the NFL, updating NFL odds, and not just NFL, it's just tis the season, right? NBA, anything going on and how it relates to prop swap because that is just a unique and new way to bet on sports. And and I'll touch on that again later in the show. But if you missed that show uh, last night, any of it, you can head on over to your podcast platforms and check out the links from the show from last night. You can follow me on Twitter at WiseRye, W-I-S-E-R-Y-E. So the Titans and COVID-19, and I'm going to get into that in a minute. We have the Eagles update. Still plenty John and I have yet to discuss. Still recapping that brutal tie. I like to call it a loss. It's a moral loss, that's for sure. So we have Eagles talk, Titans and COVID-19 and how the trickle-down effect, and that could impact the Eagles, and I'll touch on that here in just a few minutes. The Mattress Mac crazy bet, MLB postseason underway, NBA finals about to be underway, NFL week four odds and movements, World Series odds, Lions, Tigers, and Bears. Oh, my. Let's go, South Jersey. Come on. Get on your feet. Now, you don't have to get on your feet, especially if you're driving. 609-601-3290. Live in the Prop Swap Studios, I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. Go until 1 a.m. And I'm going to tease this now, and we're going to get full into it after a quick break, but we have a couple minutes until that break. So I guess I'll outline the story. I mean, listen, I'm sure most of you who are listening to this show have a pretty good understanding at this point of what's going on with the Tennessee Titans, and the COVID-19 story. And this is not good. This is not good. We thought we, we, thought we were past this. At least, listen, at least I did. The NBA has been protected in the bubble. That's been all good outside of the unique situation that they're in. Okay, I get it. It's not normal. But they've been playing. The NHL, Tampa Bay Lightning, Won the Stanley Cup. They got through their entire postseason and finished their regular season in the bubble. And the NFL now, as we're approaching October, we're looking around and we're like, oh, no COVID-19. You see COVID? Nope, I don't see COVID. Okay, all right, good, good. Not here. 
Not so fast, my friends. And there's nothing funny about it. The Tennessee Titans have closed their facilities until Saturday after three players and five team staff members have tested positive for the coronavirus. That was announced today, Tuesday. The three players, in case you were wondering, starting nose tackle, Daquan Jones, long snapper, Bo Brinkley, what a name, and practice squad tight end Tommy Hudson. They've all been placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. And no official decision has been made yet about the Titans game and how it relates to this Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That game scheduled in Nashville. And the NFL did say they want and intend to have that game to go on as scheduled. And that's a source through who other than Adam Schefter. One of the contingency plans that were put in place prior to the season beginning was to allow for additional testing and contact tracing and to move a game, if needed, to Monday night. The eight new positive tests for the Titans have been confirmed after additional testing, and those who tested positive, the names I just released, public info at this point, They're asymptomatic, so they're all fine, so to speak. All right, No one's in danger at the moment. They all didn't even have any symptoms. They didn't know they were under the weather. They did not know that they were walking around with COVID-19. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, this is not unexpected. He wrote Tuesday to the chief executives and presidents for every team in a memo, which was obtained by ESPN. There will be players and staff who will test positive during this season. The Titans, citing an abundance of caution, in quotes, issued a statement saying they halted in-person work on Tuesday, and the Minnesota Vikings, who play the Titans on Sunday, also have closed their facility indefinitely because the contact tracing, and now now we have the domino effect, and we're going to get to the Eagles and how that domino effect can reach them in just a minute in the next segment. But here's this domino effect. The Titans went on to say, out of the abundance of caution, the organization has decided to work remotely today as we follow NFL protocols related to the COVID-19 virus. And although the facility is closed, players are still able to do drive-through testing. NFL and NFLPA and medical officials are evaluating close contacts to perform additional testing and monitor developments with health and safety as their primary consideration. Team sources from the Tennessee Titans confirmed that they are preparing for this week's game primarily through virtual film study. Wow. And the Steelers, their opponent, they also issued a statement saying they've been in contact with the NFL. Coach Mike Tomlin on Tuesday said they're preparing to play Sunday's game as scheduled as well. We don't have a lot of uh, definitive answers about long-term what the prognosis looks like, said head coach Mike Tomlin. Tomlin went on to say, we've been given a mandate to prepare as if the game is going to be played and played on time. So that is our mentality. We'll take it day by day. And the Vikings are scheduled to play their next game this Sunday 
at Houston against the Houston Texans. And let's not forget here, you have the officiating crew from Sunday. They need to be tested. The NFL went on to say it's exploring everything in more detail, where contacts were made, locker room, flights. It's, it's nuts, the potential impact that just a few guys who are asymptomatic, the impact that it could have on the NFL. And more importantly, just because how it directly relates to what we do here on AM 1490 and what we do here on The Fix, live from the Prop Swap Studios, is the betting implications of these positive tests within the Tennessee Titans organization. What a story. Not a shocker. But it's been quiet. COVID-19 has been quiet. So on the other side, give you a little bit more detail and then get into the betting implications as this game has already been taken off the board on a lot of sportsbooks apps and sportsbook rooms around the country. The Fix, live in the Prop Swap Studios. More to come. The second level. Whose last name would you take as your own if you had to pick one? Asman, Desiree, no, or Shander? It's not Asman. Ron Asman? Yeah. I think you'd have to go Tony, right? Ron Shander isn't terrible. Ron Shander sounds like a real estate agent. Ron Desiree or Ronnie D. Ronnie D is yeah. great. Tony D, Ronnie D. You guys are a couple of brothers out there. The second level with Aton Shander. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Malamut & Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut & Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut & Associates, South Jersey. Jersey's best. This is Joe Krause with this week's Financial Minute. One of the most important decisions you'll need to make when buying a home is choosing the length of your loan. Many banks and credit unions offer terms ranging from 10 to 30 years, with 15 and 30 being the most widely offered. Each of these options comes with its own set of pros and cons. Financial advisors agree that a 15-year mortgage is the best choice for those looking to maximize their savings over time by paying off the home and building equity faster. But since monthly payments on a shorter loan are higher, it can be more difficult to budget for them. On the other hand, a 30-year mortgage offers the convenience of lower monthly payments, which can help you if you're building your savings for emergencies and retirement while making payments. Need help finding the right mortgage option for you? Visit pfcu.com for more information. Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, not here for our profit, here for yours. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. 
The secret is out about the award-winning Wycombe Public House. People travel from everywhere for their mouth-watering 10-ounce burgers and the area's best wings, nightly food specials, their turkey ball, and their homemade treats. Wycombe Public House is a craft beer paradise with 18 rotating drafts, including a weekly selection from acclaimed local brewery Tired Hands. So hop in the car and take a drive to Bucks County because when you arrive at the Wycombe Public House, you'll know that you're home. Before you play your next round of golf, meet Boston Scott Golf, where style meets performance. You know the feeling most of your golf shirts are too big, too tight, and don't look great. Get the classic style golf shirt with the modern feel and let pure feel take over the next time you play. BostonScottGolf.com. Boston Scott Golf. Feel good, play good, and enjoy a great round of golf. Visit now. BostonScottGolf.com. Use the code Harry and save 20%. AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio is South Jersey's home for my guys in the desert. Weekdays starting at 5. I'm Brent Musburger. Join me and the biggest names in sports and sports betting for the latest news and information on the games of the day. We'll deliver all the information that you need to wager and win at the sports book. That's my guys in the desert with me, Brent Musburger, right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. You're home with a better network. Welcome back to The Fix. Brian Rothstein with you live in the Prop Swap Studios. Busy Tuesday. A busy Tuesday. And the impact of the three Tennessee Titans players who have tested positive for COVID-19, the five staff members who have tested positive for COVID-19, is going to stretch out its COVID tentacles. Tentacles. That's a weird word. Tentacles. I'm saying it right. Correct? I even asked that question weird. (laughs) Moving on. The domino effect is large. Okay, there we go. And I got you up to speed here on the other side before the first break. And now, what, what's the betting implications? And to bring it local, you know, firstly, sports books around the country and the world, they all took different approaches in dealing with this news today. Some books just took the Titans game off the board. One of those was the Borgata in Atlantic City, right in our backyard. And the Borgata sportsbook director, Thomas Gable, told Vizen tonight, we took the Titans down relatively soon after the announcement and followed up with the Vikings when they announced no one could enter either of their practice facilities. We'll put the games back up when we have some news, but with the uncertainty, they're going to be down for the time being. As of 8 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday night, there are quite a few books that have put both the Vikings and Texans as well as the Steelers and Titans back up. Initially, a few books, including FanDuel, took the Titans game off the board but left up the Vikings game, which is interesting. I don't think they realized, and this is, they're not at fault, but they didn't realize the impact, the domino effect. 
But as of 8 p.m. Eastern, books either have both games up or both games down. It's not one's up, one's down anymore at this point, as it was initially. The books have kept the games off the board. Include some influential books. Pinnacle, Offshore, The Westgate, Circa, Stations, Atlantis, Peppermill, Treasure Island in Nevada, The Score Bet in New Jersey and Colorado, and The Monarch Black Hawk in Colorado. If the game is rescheduled, the house rules will determine how sports books will deal with existing bets. Many books have stipulations that games must be played within a week of the scheduled date at the same location for you to have action. Otherwise, you get a refund, and you get a refund, and you get a refund. 609-601-3290. South Jersey, have any of you placed a bet on this Titans game prior to the news today? Have any of you placed a bet on the Vikings game against the Texans prior to the news today? Will you place a bet on either of those games if and when they are available or the games are confirmed that they are a go on Sunday. 609-601-3290 live in the Prop Swap Studios. And now to bring this local, you ask, how does this affect the Philadelphia Eagles? I don't understand. Well, that's why I'm here. You're right. The Eagles don't have either team on their schedule, the Titans or the Vikings. But, hear me out, the Titans are scheduled to host the Steelers this Sunday, as I've explained, at 1 p.m., and that game is now up in the air. I mean, I don't know how the Titans can play if they're not even allowed in the facility, they're not even able to practice the entire week through Saturday. That's a whole other conversation, though, at this point. I mean, that's... You talk about the NFL and the shield and health and safety is our number one priority. No, it's not. You just sent a team home for an entire week, and you're going to say, okay, go play. That's that's highly dangerous, sir. Where was I? Titans are scheduled to host the Steelers Sunday, 1 p.m. That game's in question. Titans facility closed through Saturday. The Eagles play the Steelers in Pittsburgh in just two weeks. In week five, the Eagles are scheduled to travel to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. So if the Titans and Steelers game is canceled, that means that while the Eagles get on a plane to travel across the country to face the 49ers in San Francisco for Sunday night football, the Steelers could potentially have an extra week of rest and preparation for their game against Philadelphia. And that game's in Pittsburgh. So the Eagles are going to have to take two different cross-country flights, travel to Pittsburgh, and play on the road, end on a short week, while the Steelers are straight-up chilling, bruh. Just scrolling Instagram. And yes, the bigger issue is the spread of COVID-19 and to a lesser extent, the problems that this now is creating or could create within the NFL and the problems that it could create for the schedule and the season as a whole. 
if you have to start canceling games and not able to make them up and moving things around, what if one team isn't able to get 16 games in? What if one team doesn't have a bye week? What if one team has an extra bye week? I mean, there's there's just a million questions and possibilities and different scenarios that just come from a couple guys who are asymptomatic testing positive for COVID-19. Crazy. Cray-cray, as the kids would say. We're taking another quick break. The Fix, South Jersey, what up? We live in studios, the Prop Swap Studios. And when we come back, the great one, not Wayne Gretzky, John McMullen, NFL Eagles insider, joins me. And we're taking you up to 11 p.m. It's going to be a good one. Stay tuned. The second level. For the fake news, the third story, which is Jake Asman schooling you yes. on a tweet I sent over the weekend. This is the result of that said tweet. I got to talk to the guy after you who tweeted out that a new name was going to be announced in 15 minutes. Did you see that Yeah, tweet? so I think Aton was making the joke basically being like, oh, we have a bad PR story. Well, let's announce a new name so no one's Thank talking you. about Darius. Well, that was a bad joke. It went over my head. Yeah, he fooled you. See, I'm on Aton's level there. He was doing a little, like, joking troll being like, oh, watch them put out their name now. No one will talk about Darius. Guys, we'll be talking about their new name. That was... Awesome. And thank you, Jake Asman. Look at that guy standing up for me, and he said even I'm on his level. Jake Asman is on the second level. I was trying to bring you up there with that joke on Friday. I can't believe, of all people, you took it literally. The second level with Aton Shander. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Finding the right lawyer for your legal issue can be a daunting task. Researching the Internet, calling law firms, and trying to get a lawyer on the phone can all be a nightmare. And then you might not even find the right lawyer for your situation. My Lawyer Tree takes the hassle out of finding the right lawyer. Go to MyLawyerTree.com or call 1-833-LAW-TREE. That's MyLawyerTree.com or call 1-833-LAW-TREE and let them do the work for you. It's free, quick, and easy. My Lawyer Tree, when you need a good lawyer, now. I'm Joe Krause with your Home Improvement Minute, presented by Russell Roofing and Exteriors. Potential upcoming storms may leave you and your family with unexpected roof damage or property damage. Russell Roofing is here with emergency services and wants you to consider these suggestions. Things you can do from the ground. Look for cracked, damaged, or missing shingles, moss, loose nails, and uneven or indented shingles. Inspect your gutters and downspouts for dents and an accumulation of roof granules. And when you have a question, call Russell Roofing at 215-887-7800 for answers. Inside your home. Take notice to water spots on the ceilings in your attic. Look for water damage in particular rings around the nails on the ceiling and feel to make sure there is airflow. And most important, don't delay. Go to RussellRoofing.com. Two S's, two L's. That's RussellRoofing.com. I'm Joe Kraus with your Home Improvement Minute. I'll see you at home. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. 
Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey's best. Before you play your next round of golf, meet Boston Scott Golf, where style meets performance. You know the feeling most of your golf shirts are too big, too tight, and don't look great. Get the classic style golf shirt with the modern feel and let pure feel take over the next time you play. BostonScottGolf.com. Boston Scott Golf. Feel good, play good, and enjoy a great round of golf. Visit now. BostonScottGolf.com. Use the code Harry and save 20%. AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio is South Jersey's home for my guys in the desert. Weekdays starting at 5. I'm Brent Musburger. Join me and the biggest names in sports and sports betting for the latest news and information on the games of the day. We'll deliver all the information that you need to wager and win at the sports book. That's my guys in the desert with me, Brent Musburger, right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Your home with a better network. Welcome back. What's happening in South Jersey? The fix. Half hour down. And the most important half hour coming to you live right now. As we are live in the Prop Swap Studios. Busy day uh, as we bring our NFL Eagles insider, John McMullen, into the conversation now to talk more Eagles. Still recapping that ugly loss, which was a tie. Um but, John, I said this to really open up the show. It's Today, it just seems like it's a busier day than yesterday, which was day after you know NFL Sunday. We have MLB postseason underway. We have the Titans and the COVID-19 and the trickle-down effect that could even impact the Eagles. We have NBA Finals starting tomorrow. I mean, there's just there's a lot happening, man. Yeah, it is. It's an interesting time from the perspective of sports because typically, obviously, um, you know, you think about the calendar uh, and we're talking about the NBA Finals. Um, so from that standpoint, it's it's usually NFL by this point. Obviously, uh, late September, we're getting ready for really big moments in baseball, but uh Everything is so skewed because everything's going on at one time. It's sort of like overkill at, at a certain point. Uh, but it, it's, you know, it's nice, especially on a night like tonight. We have all the nuts uh, on Twitter talking about politics. It's nice to be able to turn on a, a, a playoff baseball game or uh, and, and, and get away from that kind of nonsense. Yeah, tonight Twitter is on steroids, and Twitter – does not need steroids. So it's a scary no, night. it does not. <laughs> it's, it's and the funny night. thing is, all those people, they're not changing their mind no matter what. So it's like, just get off Twitter. Get off social media and go enjoy your life. That is their life, John. That's the sad part. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, because you and I can get down that rabbit hole, as we often have done in the past. 
We tried to make sense of the game on Sunday uh, on the football fix. Last night, where are we tonight with everything? Where where should we start? Because I know there's a lot we didn't touch on. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, if you talk about today, it was coordinator day. So it was Jim Swartz and, and Dave Fitt because the Eagles don't technically have an offensive coordinator. But, you know, because of that game and, and because of how it ended, uh, and the fact that the Eagles were about to attempt a field goal, it was interesting to get Fitz's perspective because uh, he's a really thoughtful guy, and he went through <laughs> sort of a thousand things that maybe you're not going to recognize um, if you're just watching the game, obviously as a fan, but even as a media person who's been doing it all this time, there's so many moving parts, and uh to make that type of decision and the game. And obviously, you know, he's just involved. He's not making that final decision. That's Doug's call. But, uh, again, you know, you go to the hindsight card, and, and, and Doug felt once the false start happened, probably the way to go is just throw it up fourth and 12, hope something good happens, and, and, and try to win the game that way. So I, I think – you know, Jake Elliott, we got to talk to today. He mentioned he made a 60-yarder in pregame, but he said barely. So it, it's very unlikely he's making a 64-yarder. I mean, one guy in the history of this game has made a 64-yard field goal, and and that was in high altitude in Denver. So, uh, you know, it, I, what I, I what I said yesterday on the show still stands, and that's uh, I, you try to win the game, and especially when you're Doug Peterson, and that's how you got here, so to speak, and that's how you made your bones and turned from, you know, that guy who Mike Lombardi lambasted as the least prepared head coach in history to being, you know, put on a pedestal as a great coach for winning a Super Bowl by being aggressive, being aggressive, being aggressive, and all of a sudden you show up against a bad football team and you're playing for a tie. I just, I, I think that sticks in Doug's craw, and, and I think it will, and I don't think he'll do it again. Uh, see, and I, I touched on this last night with you, um, and I touched on it. Uh, I appeared on Back Your Play with Rich Quinones, uh, who you know. Yeah, that's difficult. I, I go Rich Q. Yeah, I go Rich Q too, but I feel like when I'm referencing his show, I have to go full name. Yeah, you uh, got a guy. I agree. I do it once, right. and then I move on to Rich that Q. That might have been the first time I've done it on air. A- anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked about Doug, and he mentioned the criticisms, and, you know, oh, you got to go for it there. And I, I agree, but. How about we maybe take his side for a second? And I, I look at it this way. I, I think that's just Doug tipping his hand to us, so to speak, and saying, no, this team is that bad. Like, I, I don't have confidence in these guys converting in a big moment with an aggressive decision late in a game that that's like why don't we look at it from that lens instead of crushing doug maybe he knows more than we do 
Oh, well, no, he definitely does. And he flat out said on Monday, you know, we're not a very good football team right now. And we we're, we're dumb. I believe he used the word dumb as well uh, with the penalties. Um, and, and that's what I wrote about the day after the game. I said that's what he was signaling, uh, that he didn't have confidence in every aspect of his team, offense, defense, special teams. That's what that signaled. So I, I don't disagree with that. Uh, I think, but then again, he came back in hindsight and, and understood, and that's also kind of what I said and spun it into, look, you're trying, and that's why I brought up Jim Schwartz from the week before, there's more to coaching than just the X's and O's and just making the right decisions. You also have to get these guys ready to play each week. And some of that is being uh, a, a teacher. Some of it is being that sort of schemer uh, with the plays. But some of that is being a psychologist mm-hmm. and trying to up the confidence of a team that's struggling and a quarterback that is just – regress to a ridiculous degree, and I don't think anybody can put their finger on why, including Doug Peterson. Uh, you're trying to, to, to put some confidence, or you should be trying. And, and again, I, I think if you look, if you do the cost-benefit analysis, and that's what Zip was talking about, and, and these long, involved answers, if you're doing it, and I, and I, and I mentioned this yesterday, I'm saying, okay, Let's pretend the worst possible thing happens. Carson Wentz takes a sack on 4th and 12, maybe even fumbles the football, goes the other way, you lose the game. So what? You know, it's an AFC game. Uh, You're in the worst division in football. It's still coming down to those two games with Dallas because it is the worst division in football. Um. I don't think it matters. So that is the cost-benefit analysis. The good far outweighed the bad, and that was my issue with Doug Peterson. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Doug, I I truly believe that Doug has the media in mind. (laughs) Like, he he knows what he's going to have to deal with going to the podium after a loss. Oh, sure. You know, and I I don't know. This is just a complete throw it into the wind, you know, see if it sticks against the wall type of thing. There's no way to prove this. But I really do feel like he factors that in. He's 0-2. He knows all the noise that's been thrown out there already. And if they fall to 0-3 against the Bengals, the tie is bad. But the loss, I I believe, was in his mind. I really do. Uh, Well, you never like to lose. And it was certainly in his mind. And that's my point. He was, and and I'll go back to Fip again. And and you know, one of the things Dave said, and he criticized himself, was that he was not prepared for that false start penalty. Uh, he had not envisioned that, and all of a sudden it becomes you know the the fire drill, and you got to make a quick decision with 25 seconds and the play clock going. And he admitted uh, he learned from it and he'd be prepared. But he also said he doesn't like to think negatively. So you don't want to think that way as a coach and say, okay, what if my guy makes a, a, a glaring mental mistake at the biggest part of the game? You you don't want to think in a negative fashion. And, and, you know, that's what I think Doug did. He was thinking in a negative fashion. So I agree with you. He was thinking, 
okay, my quarterback is playing awful. He'll probably do something stupid here. That's what he was thinking. <laughs> so I, I agree with that. But I'm saying the, the, other, uh, the other side of that coin is you've got to get that quarterback back somehow. You've got to get that quarterback's confidence rolling somehow. And I'm thinking to myself how I phrase it, you know, and this is whatever you want to describe it, glass half full, glass half empty, pessimist, optimist, however you want to describe it. Look, if they somehow pull off that game, do fourth and 12, you get a 15-yard gain, you kick the field goal, you get out of there with a win, all of a sudden Carson Wentz still has played pretty much horribly throughout the first three weeks of the season. But the last thought is that game end, regular, uh, regular time ending drive to tie the game, followed by winning it on a fourth and 15, who knows, maybe that kick starts the confidence. And that's where I think as a coach and by general, I mean coaches are constantly optimistic because they have to be. They can't be fans. You know, if you're 0-3 right now in the NFL, and there's a lot of 0-3 teams, and the Eagles obviously are winless at 0-2-1, you still got to go to work Monday and Tuesday. So we always talk about the cloud over the city, and and the Eagles' loss can change the mood of the city. Well, these guys got to go to work. They got to go to the next game. They got to keep going. So if you're just, you know, Eeyore, and everything, oh, woe is me, guess what? You're going to lose again. You're going to lose again. You're going to lose again. They're trying to, to pull this thing together, and that's why I think it's not about scheme. It's not about the right decision. It's not about the right play call. The reason I think he made a mistake is because he erred on the negativity instead of the positivity, and he needs to get his quarterback back. All right, so let's talk about the quarterback, and I still want to ask you about uh, the articles that you have written today on SI.com, phillyvoice.com, so we'll get to those in a minute. Um, Another question from Rich Q. I'm stealing that segment, but all relevant. When does Carson Wentz get benched if this continues, this being the play of the quarterback, fair or foul? How long does this last? When does that decision have to be made, if at all, in your mind? Uh, he, he's not getting benched. Uh, the, the, the only reason he's not playing is if he's injured, which is always a possibility. But uh, for a couple reasons. One, he's a better quarterback than uh, Jalen Hurts. And, and if you think about this all season uh, and understand the five-year veteran for whatever reason, I mean, one of the most disappointing parts of the Eagles to me in the season is they were not prepared, uh, and everybody had the same hurdles to come to, to get over uh, with the pandemic. And, and I had said numerous times this is going to be a stress test of organizations, and I thought the Eagles would handle it well. They haven't handled it well. So to assume they don't have the five-year veteran ready, to assume they're going to have the rookie ready to play, uh, who didn't have the offseason, I think is kind of specious. That That's number one. Um, and then the second part is, look, I, I, I've seen this guy at his heights, and I've seen him since the Super Bowl. 
since the big ACL, LCL injury, which was kind of the turning point in a negative fashion, he's never played close to this poorly. So, I, I, I mean, I got to think it's, and I've said this before, typically we talk about the mean and regressing to the mean. He's got to uh, progress to the mean. And I think he eventually will. And and that's not necessarily saying he's going to be a star quarterback, but he's not going to be this bad. He's not going to be the worst starting quarterback in the NFL, and that's what he has been through the first three weeks of the season. I can't imagine that continuing. But, I, you know, there's no other option at this point. Now, Jalen Hurts had a, a, a regular offseason, and he showed us something in the preseason. Um and he showed us a little bit in these small packages. Remember, he hasn't even thrown the football yet. I, I mean, the, the, the old cliche is true. The backup quarterback is the most popular guy in town when an NFL team is struggling until he plays. I mean, this team doesn't have Carson Wentz ready. How the heck are they getting Jalen Hurts ready? Well, forget about forget about the guy behind the guy is better I mean, let's just look at it from it might do Carson good. <laughs> I mean, remember 08 when Donovan got benched for a half? I know that's a different – it's not apples to apples, but maybe benching Carson for a half or a game is good for him. Well, and that's where I kind of just, you know, highlighted that. And, you know, you got to be part psychologist. I mean, to me, he's struggling mentally right now. I think if you bench him, I think you'd probably crush him, to be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I mean, it could go the other way. I, I can see that, you know, maybe it'll light a fire. Uh, and and uh, But from what I know of Carson, I, I don't think he would handle that well. Uh, and, and that's just a, a personal feel. And, by the way, that's not a criticism because I, I don't think most uh, quarterbacks would handle that well. I think a few maybe would. But I think it's a very, very small minority. Uh, and when you have a guy are already struggling with, with with his confidence, I think you destroy that confidence if you bench him for a rookie quarterback. Uh, I think it's destroyed. I think you can't go back from that decision. And so it's going to – you're going to have to talk about oh and six, oh and you know, 6 and one, oh seven and one. Maybe at that point you say, "Okay, this is a disaster. Let's let's sit him down so we can trade him and get something before his his trade value falls out." But I I can't imagine that happens. I just can't. Miles Sanders has been a topic of discussion, and you know, as far as Sunday goes, twenty two touches, eighteen on the ground, four in the air, uh, ninety five yards rushing, twelve in the passing game. A solid day for Miles Sanders. 22 touches is not a small number. Uh, I mean, I guess there are some spots that you can look back on and say, instead of throwing it there, give it to Miles. Instead of giving it to someone else, give it to Miles. Uh, And you wrote about this, John, at Sports Illustrated at SI.com, titled, Why More Miles uh, Sanders is Unlikely for the Eagles. Talk about that. Yeah, well, I I mean, I I think people kind of look at things, uh, as I said, like they're in a vacuum, however you want to call it, in a laboratory. I mean, Miles is 5'11", 2, 2'11", so somewhere around that range. It's not Adrian Peterson. It's not Earl Campbell. 
Uh, I mean, and you just mentioned the touches, 23 and 22. I, I mean, how many touches do you want this guy to have? If, if you go up into the 30, 35 category, uh, he's going to get hurt. I, that's just that's just a fact. Um, I, he's not that type of back who can handle that type of traffic. And In fact, to be honest, uh, I think 23 and 22 is probably a little bit too much. I think you'd prefer in the 18, maybe the high teens range as an average uh, per week. The problem is the Eagles are getting nothing from the backup running backs. They're getting nothing from Boston Scott. They're getting even less from Corey Clement. And this is another Howie Roseman mistake. I, I mean, they wanted to sign Carlos Hyde. They wanted to sign Devontae Freeman. Uh, but they didn't want to pay anything. They wanted to pay the veteran minimum. Um, and, and teams uh, were able to outbid them uh, for Carlos Hyde. Seattle outbid them. And then with Freeman, Freeman was pretty consistent and said he was not going to play uh, for uh, anything less than $4 million. He ended up taking uh, less than that from the Giants, but he, he got a role after Saquon Barkley uh, got hurt. So, it, you know, from that standpoint, the Eagles never had a chance because they couldn't offer that type of opportunity to where it could open some eyes and maybe make some money in, in 2021. So uh, that's a Howie problem. The Eagles don't have a backup running back, but that doesn't mean you're going to run the second-year running back into the ground uh, because you want Miles Sanders to be uh, a big part of this offense for not only this year, but next year, the year after, and hopefully even past that. So I, I'm not giving him the football 30 times a game. That's just, and I'll defend Doug on that. That's that's just a bad idea. Yeah, I don't know who's screaming for him to get the ball more. I mean, maybe if it was in the 13 to 17 range, I would understand it. But anything in the in, even over 18 for me, that's that's a lot of carries. That's a lot of touches in today's NFL. So. We'll see how they continue to use and utilize Miles Sanders. But, John, with about four or five minutes to go here, I would be remiss not to discuss the COVID-19 infiltration of the Tennessee Titans. So talk about that story and the impact there. What have you uh, heard? Yeah, I I mean, this is a a difficult situation, and, you know, the NFL has done a a really good job, and I think a a better job than just about anybody expected. Uh, But I had mentioned pretty consistently uh, throughout training camp that things were going to change once we got in the regular season for a number of reasons. Um, Those training camp days are long, and there's not a lot of free time for players. Uh, and once you get more into the regular season mode, um, there's more free time. It's more of a normal work week. Then you have travel involved. Uh, ultimately, I think they knew it was going to happen. Uh, and we'll see how it's handled. I, I mean, I, I think in a lot of ways the bigger issue is the public relations issue for the league because, Ryan, you see the panic. Oh, what do we do? Do we cancel games? Do we move games? Um, and and do we push them back? Uh, do we try to juggle the schedule? Uh, how do you handle this type of thing? And it, it, yeah, these are young people who are generally healthy, uh, and, and they're probably, as you've seen, uh, 
the few that have gone on the COVID-19 list throughout the league, uh, including here in Philadelphia, everybody was fine. Most of them didn't even have real symptoms uh, and were able to get through it uh, very quickly. Um, but uh, there's that issue. And I, I, I don't know. I've said this from the start. I don't know how you overcome it. I don't want to get in that debate again, but that's what you're talking about. You're in the political landscape, and you see the hatred and the division between sides. And it's it's very political, and the NFL is so popular that people look to that league, and I'll never understand it, to set examples. It's entertainment. That's what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And they're in this situation Ultimately, I think it's going to be fine. I, you know, uh, the Vikings uh, had to close their facility because they played the Titans. Obviously, the Titans had to close their facility. How and do you they talk send about those the teams. teams out there if the facilities are scheduled to be shut down until Saturday? That's my only thing. Well, that's the whole point. We talk about competitive advantage. They're talking about moving the one game back to Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see how, how this works out. I joke that the Vikings don't look like they practice anyway, so you can roll out there to lose again. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, but, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, and this we've talked about it for home field advantage. I've talked about it with Aaron Rodgers and the fact that he's killing people on the road with those hard counts because you don't have fans in the stands. Everything is skewed in COVID world. You know, people talk about Tampa Bay Lightning winning the Stanley Cup, and they put an asterisk next to it. And whoever wins 85, how many teams are in the baseball playoffs? I don't even know. 85, every team's in the playoffs. <laughs> except um, the Phillies. It, 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 except the Phillies. And, and, and the NBA bubble, it's all weird. It, it's And you either want you try to get through it. You try to play the sports, but you understand it's not. If you're going to nitpick and you're going to expect, okay, these teams need the same preparation time as these other teams, it's not. It's not going to work, and that's where the NFL is. They just they're they're going through this, and I've told you this numerous times, right? They're going through this for the TV money, so they're going through with it. Uh, and yeah, it's. it's if the Vikings and Titans can't practice, the Vikings and Titans can't practice, and they'll get waxed on Sunday, Monday, whenever they play, and they'll just move on to the next game. Yeah, for the NFL, health and safety is the number one priority. <laughs> yeah, I'm not buying that one. Yeah, I mean, we uh, never have. It's just another example. Yeah, but you, that's when I say it's political, That, in their defense, in the least defense, that's how you have to play that. Now, everybody knows, everybody who's around this league, everybody who understands what they're doing, and I just explained it to you. Mm-hmm. But in front of the public, you have to say that. For whatever reason, <laughs> people feel more comfortable if they're lied to, for whatever reason. And, hey, if that's what you want, that's what you want. If that's what you want, that's what you are going to get. And you're going to get John McMullen. Not from me, though. <laughs> no, not from him. To tell you the truth. You'll get the truth every single night right here on The Fix at 10.30 p.m. Follow him on Twitter at JF McMullen. Extending the play every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. We'll do it again tomorrow, John. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. John McMullen. And we'll be right back. One hour down. Two to go. The second level. Let's go. What the hell?